Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Joy Factor podcast by Grace Bible Church. Today is the first Monday of December and you know what that means. It's officially Christmas month. So for some of us, we're probably just getting started with our decorations, but I know some of us have been all set up since before Halloween. (laughs) I won't mention any names. But all the Christmas music and lights and gifts aside, Christmas is truly one of the most beautiful times of the year because it reminds us of one of the most important events in all of human history, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So to move our hearts towards Christ this season, we're going to be transitioning out of our Ask a Pastor series and into a Christmas series for the month of December. So as always, if you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, please feel free to email us at thejoyfactor at gbcacron.org. Today, I'm so happy to welcome Pastor Kerry back for our first Christmas podcast. And today we're going to be discussing some of the Old Testament prophecies that predict and lead up to the birth of Christ. So welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Maybe it's not too early to say that just yet. No, it's never uh, too early. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always fun to talk about Christmas. Christmas is a fun time of year and uh, there's a lot of excitement around it. Some some of the excitement is... um, you know, is very Christ-centered, and some of the excitement is more commercialized. Yeah, but either way, sure. people seem to smile more, so I- I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like as we enter this Christmas season, I think it's it's so cool to just be able to take some time to dwell on some of the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, because yeah. I know everyone kind of who knows the Christmas story knows that it was a really miraculous, a virgin birth, like yeah. all this, yeah. all this crazy stuff that surrounded it. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is how many prophecies foretold the birth of Jesus and foretold events that In happened his during life. his yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is such a faith building thing if you can yeah, to see. absolutely. And literally, there are hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled through the birth and life of Jesus. And uh, thankfully, we're not going to talk about all all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> we'll just going to cover week, some of the <laughs> some of the, the 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 highlights. But it is encouraging to know that uh, you know the story of Jesus's birth and how he came uh, was not something that just happened by chance. Yeah, uh, it was something that God predetermined a long time ago and dropped clues all through the Old Testament so that the world might know this is the Son of God. Right. And so we're going to look at some of those prophecies while we're while we're here together right now, and uh, with ten in particular. You know, the first one that that comes to mind and always uh, is is talked about at Christmas time is uh, is is the prophecy that uh, a virgin would give birth to a child, and that that child would be the Messiah. And uh, that that um, prophecy came out of the uh, out of the book of Isaiah. Yeah. And then Isaiah was written seven hundred years. Uh, before the birth of Christ. And so uh, what's really cool is it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mm -hmm. And so even 700 years before Jesus uh, was born, uh, God was telling us, "I'm, I'm sending my son. And, and he's going to be with you. Yeah. He's going to be one of you. And so that really kicks off the prophecies around the birth of Jesus. And what an amazing clue and what a head scratcher that right. a virgin is going to give birth 
Right. Uh, you know, because that's not possible unless yeah. God does it. Yeah. You know? And I think something that's so amazing about about that prophecy, not only that it was actually fulfilled, but um, how specific these prophecies are. Mm-hmm. Because, no, if you look at any other religion, so I don't think there's one other religion that has even one prophecy right. that was made um, and fulfilled. I know Islam um, says that they have like that the Quran predicted something about Muhammad, but it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. I think he's the he, one that said there was a prophecy about me. He said he was going to return yeah. to Mecca, and then yeah. he returned to Mecca. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rocket science. But um, I just think it's so cool how how many prophecies were made about the birth of Jesus and the life of Jesus that were so incredibly specific and that we have all this archaeological and historical evidence outside of the Bible, which proves... Yeah like the dates that these documents were written. So right. we we know that it's not just, I don't know, made up. And I think that's something that has a lot of atheists and agnostics and people who don't necessarily believe the Bible really scratching their heads yeah. because how, if, this, if, if the gospel is not true and if the Bible is not true, how could these be, predictions be made so many years in advance with right. such incredible accuracy? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's it just is truly it's insane. Is, it's, it's amazing. And you know what's what's really interesting is even... You know, before our time, in the time that Jesus was being born, uh, there were people that that understood some of these prophecies of the coming Messiah, and and there's another prophecy uh, that 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 uh, really spoke to a guy. Uh, his name was Herod, and and Herod uh, was a God hater. Uh, he 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 obviously believed in God because he hated God, and and he felt threatened by this prophecy that said there was going to be a, a Messiah, a Savior, born in the town of Bethlehem. And in Matthew chapter 2, uh, by the way, um, my favorite Christmas story is actually Matthew's account, not Luke's. I know really? Luke's more popular, but I, I like Matthew's account. But in that one, uh, we, we find Herod, who is aware of this prophecy uh, that says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And so Herod, uh, when he interrogated the wise men after they brought gifts uh, to Jesus, he interrogated them. And it was this prophecy. He was aware. Look, something's going on in Bethlehem. Yeah. Tell me where this child is. And, of course, the wise men were wise. Right. <laughs> and they didn't tell Herod what was going on. Yeah. But it was the prophecy that, that led Herod to do the little genocide that he did in the region of Bethlehem where he had all the children, all the male Jewish boys two years and younger, uh, he had them killed. But it was all based on this prophecy. So here's a guy who hates God, mm-hmm. but he believes yeah. the prophecy. Yeah. It's insane. Even I know um, this is kind of unrelated, but later in the Bible we have that verse. I think it's in the book of James that talks about how even the demons believe in God mm-hmm. yeah. and they tremble. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of reminds me of that because I literally cannot wrap my brain around the fact that this king would n- like know the Old Testament. He would see this prophecy. He would even believe the prophecy mm-hmm. to the point where he tries to stop God and tries to stop God's prophecies from yeah. coming true. Like how yeah. how can you as like this mere man think that you can stop the prophecies that God has like that God has yeah. given yeah. from coming true? And obviously that was a tragic and an awful oh, yeah. time. But it was terrible. He, and, you can't stop God. <laughs> but even that was prophesied. Right. It was prophesied that there would be this violence that would take place after Jesus' birth. 
And, and again, that's a clue for us. Yeah. That's a clue for everyone who, who, who came after all of this was written down that, hey, this, this child is the God-man. Yeah. And, and there's these clues all through the Old Testament just pointing to Jesus over and over and over again. And it's Christmas is where we celebrate the coming of the Messiah. Uh, but, but it was not some random event that right. just happened. Right. Uh, God was trying to tell us all along he was sending a Savior. Yeah. Uh, you know, there. Once we move out of Jesus's birth, there's all kinds of prophecies that related to who he was and and how he would function. And uh, you know, there's a prophecy that tells us that Jesus uh, would enter the city of Jerusalem riding uh, a donkey on a colt, and and that for sure happened. Zechariah told us, uh, and that that again several hundred years uh, before it happened, that that the Messiah would ride into Jerusalem. On the back of a, of a donkey and or the foal of a donkey. Yeah, and, and even at we that, find time, that happening. Yeah, and even at that time, it must have seemed so weird to the people in Zechariah's time listening to that prophecy. And and again, when Jesus actually came riding yeah. on a donkey, because you think of this strong leader, this king coming in, you're not thinking of him coming in yeah. on a little donkey. You're thinking of right. him on this big majestic horse Absolutely. or whatever. Um, so even how specific that prophecy is. It is. And how like unlikely it is and yet it's and it yet still it happened. happened and it happened in such a way that the city stopped and noticed it wasn't a small event that unfolded uh the the, the city s- celebrated this guy riding a donkey i mean that would be like the equivalent of us celebrating someone who's you know they're just riding in a ford right you know they, they're right. just uh, the common Ford vehicle, a Ford Taurus, yeah. you know, and, and there, that's what, that, that's the most important person in the world. There's the God man in that Ford Taurus over yeah. there. That's kind of what was happening. Not a lot of, not a lot of pomp and pomp, you know, and, and uh, circumstance, but, right. but uh, yet the, the Bible telling us, this is what you're looking for. Yeah. This is how you're going to know that this is the son of God. You know, we're, we're told uh, the prophecy uh, that that Jesus would be betrayed by one of his closest friends, and uh, you know we wouldn't it be great to know what kind of relationship Jesus and Judas have with one another? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like we imagine. I I think Judas and Jesus were truly friends. Yeah. And and then because the Bible tells us that that um, someone he trusted would turn against him. We're told that in Psalms 49. And that's exactly what happened. One of his most trusted companions turned against him. And again, just another prophecy pointing to this man. This is the guy who is the savior of the world. Yeah. And then you see again, so that that prophecy was made in Psalms, but then you see again in Zechariah um, how specific that prophecy was because it, he didn't just prophesy that a friend would betray him. He prophesied the exact amount it would cost, yeah. that it would be for 30 pieces of silver. I think that's in silver, Zechariah yeah. 11 verse 12. Yeah. Like again, so incredibly so specific, specific and so true. And I, I literally, the one thing that sometimes I think about with this is kind of how we were talking about Herod earlier. The Pharisees, um, would have known the old Testament so well. They were like the scholars mm-hmm. who, would have had so many passages memorized and yeah, stuff. They did, and yeah. they're the ones who who tell Judas that they'll give him 30 pieces yeah. of silver to betray Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, can't they? It's like they were so blinded by their own 
sin and their own desire for power and stuff that they can't even see that they are fulfilling the, the prophecies. Very prophecies, exactly. Yeah. It's it is kind of mind-boggling, and it's what's crazy is that we could even do this ourselves. We yeah. could read things in scripture that you know we look at it and 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 we say, oh my gosh, uh, I, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like that. When in reality, we may be just like that, yeah. you know, and, and but we're so blinded by our own pride or our own selfishness or, or, or our own plans for our life that even the truth of Scripture doesn't show us who we really are. Yeah. And that's what was happening to the Pharisees. Right. They were fulfilling the very prophecies of Christ without acknowledging this is Christ. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And I, I really think that we right now are living in such an interesting time in history because we now have like the, the closed canon of scripture. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. see the whole picture and looking back. And I think that's such an incredible position to be in because we can see all of these prophecies and then the way that they were fulfilled so specifically. Yeah. It's so cool. It is cool. And yeah, it really faith building, is. like yeah. we said earlier. It is. It's really it is. incredible. Because the Bible even goes on to tell us what they what he was going to do with the money, yeah. what Judas did with the money. Uh, the Bible prophesied that he would take that 30 pieces of silver and ultimately, he returned it back to the Pharisees. He threw it back at them. But they turned around, and the money was used to buy uh, what the Bible calls the potter's field. Uh, and, and so, again, uh, the Bible told us that's what would happen with the money. No one actually pocketed it. Yeah. Uh, no one took it and invested it. Or There's no silver coins that people can hang to and say, this is one of the coins that was used to betray Jesus. Right. It was used to purchase a piece of land. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's crazy. It, these prophecies literally always <laughs> blow my mind <laughs> when I, when I read them and, and yeah, how specific each one of them is. And of course um, there's the prophecies move on and they talk about that, uh, that the Messiah would die a sacrificial death for us. And, and of course there's where we get into, um, you know, Jesus dying on the cross and the type of death he would die. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be an assassination done by, by, some assassin that remained nameless. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be some kind of secret death where nobody's sure what happened. It was a very public, very shameful, specific way to die. Yeah. And all of that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Yeah. And then fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross right. for us. And and the amazing thing about that as well is I know that that wasn't even just prophesied once. Like a lot of these prophecies right. you see in one or two places mm-hmm. prophesied. That was prophesied all throughout the Old Testament. We see it in like all over the book of Isaiah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Daniel. Like um, I know there's other other books, but yeah. there's just so many places. It's, it's where throughout the entire Old Testament. Psalms talks about it yeah. several different places. Yeah. Um, and, and and there's just some specifics about how he would die. For instance. Uh, he would die with criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it wasn't just his death. It was like, oh, by the way, these are the people that are going to be dying with him. Yeah. And and describing who they were. And it talked about where he would be buried yeah. and how he would be buried. Yeah. Um, and the incredible thing, just to jump yeah, in there, yeah. that I think is is really crazy, is that when you think of someone who dies with criminals, you think they'll get a criminal's burial exactly. and yet the prophecy in isaiah 53 was so specific that he would die with criminals but he would be buried with the wealthy mm-hmm. um the actual verse says he was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death though he had done no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth so i just think that's it's so interesting to see 
the, that kind of dichotomy between it, the two things. It's a very specific detail that's hard to overlook. Right. Because you're absolutely right. Those other two guys that died on the cross, uh, on their crosses beside Jesus, they were buried in a common criminal field. Yeah. Not Jesus, though. He yeah. died the death of a criminal, but but was buried as though he, he were a rich person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very specific prophecy. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, our, you know, our favorite prophecy <laughs> of all of them is that he would rise from the dead. Yeah. And and uh, we we see that happen at the end of each gospel. Uh, Jesus uh, rises from the dead. And again, that being prophesied um, and people, you know, even today, people might say, well, how do you know someone rose from the dead? The same way, you know, that uh, someone was uh, going to be uh crucified on a cross as a criminal, but buried in a rich man's tomb. It was a prophecy that was fulfilled. Yeah. It was very specific. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're grateful uh, to have that prophecy and that promise and, and to be able to look back on that. Yeah. Of course, it all started with Christmas. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where it all started. Yeah, exactly. And even seeing that prophecy in Psalm 16, verse 8, where it says, You will not abandon me to the realm of the dead nor will you let your faithful one see decay. So even though he died, God didn't abandon him there. Right. He rose again. Right. And I know that's getting into Easter. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate Christmas first. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think, I think that's so incredible. And then even, even going into how the exact words that he said on the cross were prophesied yeah, yeah. hundreds of years yeah. before he Specific ever died. Specific words that he would say while on the cross is amazing to yeah. think about. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the the idea that that, uh, you know, he was going to be mocked and that, that his clothes would be gambled for. All of that was prophesied. All of that happened. Yeah. And then and then these uh, these words uh, from the cross that he would say, asking people, asking the father to forgive the people that were there and yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. Um, Psalm 22 is the most incredible yeah, yeah. chapter for just seeing all of those prophecies mm-hmm. if anyone who's listening is interested yeah. um, because it, it says all the specific words mm-hmm. that he said. It does. It's so amazing. It, it, it truly is amazing. Um, you know, so when we when we come to Christmas and we're celebrating Christmas, I, I get we, it's easy to get wrapped up in the, the decorations, the gifts, the family gatherings, yeah. the, you know, the gifts that you want to give someone and the gifts you want to return because somebody gave you something you didn't really want. And it's easy to just get wrapped up in all of that stuff and forget that, um, you know, this is truly a special celebration Yeah. because it was prophesied uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before it ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. The birth. For sure. And, and how the prophecies, I don't know, how the prophecies predicted that Jesus would come, that he would come and he would be born in a in a stable in a, such a like a lowly place. He mm-hmm. came despised and rejected by men like the God of the universe coming down, being yeah. born like that is just absolutely mind boggling. Yeah. And yet it is so, so incredibly powerful um, for us to remember. And I think going into this Christmas season, remembering that and having that at the forefront of our minds is going to be, I don't know, just really helpful for yeah, us to keep our perspective right. Know, all these prophecies were given, and yet when Jesus was born, there was only a handful of people that saw that he was there. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the whole world could have known that he was coming. 
but but they were ignoring uh, the, the 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 clues uh, that that you know the heavenly Father had given for His arrival. Right. And you know we have this hope that our Lord is coming back again. Yeah. And and we have promises and prophecies that have been made about that. And I know those are things that that people speculate over and debate. But the truth of the matter is that it's very possible that that a lot of people are going to miss him the second time he comes to yeah. because they weren't paying attention. Yeah. They weren't paying attention to the truth of God's word and what was being said. Yeah. And so Christmas is just a reminder of all of that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, there there were people who got to see Jesus, but most people didn't. Yeah. yeah. Most people didn't see him. And so, you know, let's not make the same mistake. Yeah. Let's see Jesus in Christmas this year. And, and let's make sure that we're talking about truly the most important thing. Absolutely. And that's actually a podcast topic that we're going to be discussing in the next couple of weeks about how to share the gospel with your family over Christmas Sweet. and how to make Jesus the center of Christmas this Absolutely. year. And Amen. I think that is such an important topic just in light of everything we've spoken about today yeah. um, to be thinking about and praying about as as we get closer to Christmas, because I know a lot of us will be spending Christmas with people who maybe don't necessarily value the yeah. the birth and life of Jesus yeah. in the way that they should. That'll be a good one. So, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And thank you so much yeah. for coming on the podcast yeah. today and Thanks for, for having me back. explaining all these prophecies. They're so interesting and I'm sure super beneficial to <laughs> everyone who is listening. So. Thank you so much. God bless you. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas, everyone.